Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3. We're back. Is this the first one of 2019? I think it is, eh? Really? Wow. Apologies. Um, what's today? The 17th of Jan. Mo, we've, uh, we've neglected our, our podcast a little bit, but it has been the festive season. We've had work, we've had leave. All sorts of engagements, but um, the Premier League hasn't waited for anyone, has it? It's been thick and fast, and all of a sudden, Liverpool's lead has been cut to just four points, making it very interesting at the top. City hitting their straps, they're over their blip. Uh, it should still make for a very interesting title race. Yeah, look, I think it's still going to go down to the wire. Um, you know, Liverpool have that sort of psychological gap at the moment. And you have to factor in that they're not playing in as many competitions as Man City. You know, City are still going for four trophies. It might work in Liverpool's favour, that. You know, I look I look at the squads, though, as an embarrassment of riches. They've got plenty of players in each department. I mean, Jesus is scoring goals when Aguero is not there. You've got David Silva, Sane is back in the mix. Kevin De Bruyne, like, you know, it just, the list goes on, so... I yeah, think Mahrez too. So I think from that point of view, you're right. I think the fact that City have so many more titles uh, or trophies on offer, um, they might be a little bit distracted. But let's not also not forget that uh, City beat Liverpool. So that you know is also a psychological advantage for City. Surely Premier League title is still number one over Champions League title. For who, Liverpool? No, for everyone. Well, uh, yeah, I mean. Champions League is a nice to to get, but if you're in a position to win the league, why not? And, uh, considering Liverpool haven't won it in I don't know donkey's years now. It's uh, Kevin I mean, Keegan's days. I don't think they've even won it in its current format. The last title was the Division One. Yeah. So they'll they'll want it so that their fans can you know harp on about it for the next 200 years and make us all the rest of us miserable. For City though, do you think Champions League is a bigger fish? Well, for them it is, uh, you know, their owners probably want that more because they've won the league a couple of times now. They want it, you know, and Guardiola hasn't won the Champions League in a couple of years, so he'll want it as well. The, the Premier League itself, if you think about it, it's the top and the bottom that's, that's where the interest lies. No one really cares what happens in the middle. You know, Manchester United, the run that they've been on with Solskjaer, I mean, it's five wins on the bounce, right? And they, they, they're now challenging those Champions League spots all of a sudden. If they continue the way they're going... Nothing will stop them from getting Champions League football. No, absolutely. I mean, they've they've managed to close that gap big time. And, you know, Arsenal have faulted. Chelsea have also slipped up. And that's allowed United back in. And it's incredible to watch them just change overnight. I mean, the problem was definitely the players wouldn't want to play for the manager. And that's shocking, eh? Yeah, but this is where the power lies, isn't it? The power lies with the players, not the, the managers anymore. That's it, and that's why there's a, now a greater need for the director of football to come in and stuff like that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. That It's a very interesting one because, you know, the way things are going, many would argue that why not give Solskjaer the job permanently, especially if he goes on a run to the end of the season and Manchester United get Champions League football the good old hard way by finishing in the top four. I think maybe, you know, probably the owners and the chief exec are looking at it to see, okay, let's see how he does against the top six. You know, this squad, 
that they have should be beating the likes of Brighton and you know Huddersfield and all of that. Um, but you know maybe against the, the Liverpool, the Cities, the Chelsea's, maybe they want to see how they do against them. And if he gets results, decent results, I mean we've seen against Spurs, he, he, the first half his tactics were spot on. So I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't say you shouldn't get it. Why not? You could save some money instead of paying out, you know, for Pochettino. He knows the history. He's got a good relationship with Alex Ferguson, and you know he's part of the history of the club. So why not? Yeah, with Mike feeling there, Michael Carrick, you know, the brains trust um, is, is is all Manchester United, as you say. Yeah, it's, it's a winning formula. It's a, it's it's a formula that works, and uh, they understand each other and what the club represents. Would you be against it if, come the end of the season, Pochettino is still at Spurs, Manchester United are well like, sorry Mulder, we're going to keep um, Ole and he's going to be our new manager? I, I'd, I'd, I'd love for that to happen. I think Solskjaer, I mean, he's the guy that brought us the treble. Yeah, you're right, you're right. What a master he was on the field. What a player. And, and I think also because of his experience as a player, um, you know, he might take a guy like Rashford aside or, or Lukaku even and say like, you know, let's... Improve, striker, yeah. Yeah, mentally, just mentally, like the approach, like just look for this or try this. So instead of like coaching, it might just be a more of a mentorship role. And I think also the, those type of players would look at him and uh, sort of take in what he's saying because he was a striker who got goals. He, he knows what he's talking about. He's not just like, you know, a manager that, 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 that didn't play the game really. You know, you think, would Giggs have done something different had he been given the job? You know, uh, I know that he's Wales manager at the moment, but, you know, he was a legend of the club and it just yeah. didn't, they didn't have faith in him. Whereas here they've gone and uh, they've literally taken a leap of faith and said, well, let's see what happens. Uh, it's a strange one why they would never have given it to him. I mean, okay, he did take the job for two games, but, you know, maybe at that point they were looking for somebody more blockbuster. At that, and then... Now the situation is different. They had blockbuster manager and he hasn't delivered. And so they needed to get somebody who understood the club. Has Mourinho got a new job yet? Uh, yeah, he was washing my car earlier. <laughs> I wouldn't trust him with that either. You just parked the bus in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, he could be a bus driver maybe, but uh, I don't believe he's taken anything on. He's got enough money now to, to retire. Why? Why? Going to manage Yeah, but I, I, I can't see him being away from the game too long. I really but can't. I, the ideal place for him now would be a pundit. I mean, wouldn't it be fantastic to have him on the Premier League channel or even Sky? You know, that would be to have everybody tuning in. It would be brilliant. It would be absolutely brilliant. And, and the ratings would go through the roof, that's for sure. The Premier League's already so big, it's attracting porn stars. So, you know. What? Well, wait, wait, rewind. What did you say? It's attracting porn stars. Did you not see who's uh, West Ham's latest uh, porn star uh, supporter? Do do tell me more. Do tell me more. The, the legendary uh, Mia Khalifa. But she's American. Now she's supporting the Hammers. Even better. Wow. So from being hammered, she's now supporting the Hammers. Yeah, and from you know blowing something else to blowing bubbles. It, well. That's why we love the Premier League, hey? All Look sorts of fans. We're wearing a West Ham shirt. I will definitely get on, uh, get on Twitter and have a look and see what's going on there. Very interesting. But uh, now that you've distracted me... Um, Stop Googling Mia Khalifa. Exactly. 
let's go back to that 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 Spurs game for United. Oh, and before a... before people go, oh, it's another Manchester United podcast. Just relax. I just want to rewind because De Gea stole the show. And in all in all honesty, United should have lost that six one. He just was the difference because Spurs played some cracking football. United took their chance. Yes, they 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 got the goals when it mattered most. But De Gea was was incredible, and it just shows the value of having a goalkeeper you can trust and who is absolutely rock solid when it comes to the big games. Look, I I, I think that that performance of his, I don't think he'd ever do that in a game again, really. I mean, it was just one of those outstanding performances. Look, he's a good goalkeeper. It's fantastic. His reflexes and all his positioning is fantastic. But, I mean, making 11 saves in one half, that I don't think he could repeat in any other game. And, you know, it's just, if Man United just secure a couple of good central defenders, nothing would really get to De Gea because the defenders would block it. it you know, it just shows that their weakness is currently in central defense. Uh, I, yeah, I think so. But but what it, but the point I'm trying to make is, history will say United won, and it's against a top six club. So Solskjaer is going well. One down, you know who's next? Look, I think they could take Arsenal apart, and Chelsea as well. I think Liverpool and Man City might be a step too far. Those guys are just you know they've got too many quality players. Defensively, you you look at Arsenal, there are shambles at the back. Chelsea. Definitely got frailties, especially with Alonso and David Luiz playing like midfielders. You know what I mean? Wing backs, which is which has worked for Chelsea, but you know it's it also leaves holes, leaves them exposed. So on the topic of Chelsea, I believe you know everything's been uh, secured for Higuain to come on loan. Yeah. Morata looks like he's getting shipped out to Atletico Madrid, and oh, Higuain's going to be. I think he's going to be fantastic for the Premier League. I think so too. That same sort of category like um, Diego Costa is that, you know, hardcore striking uh, striker. He go, fights for everything, doesn't doesn't give up. Maybe that's what Chelsea need. It looks like their team have got too soft over the years. They've lost a lot of hard men. And now maybe this is the right, right time frame. What do you think Morata's done wrong? Has it been that he's been too soft and too squeaky clean? Because when he plays in Spain, he's lethal. He's awesome to watch. But in the Premier League, you need a little bit of, you know, aggression. You know, defenders will rough you up and, you know, they'll chew you up in the Premier League. It's not so... And he, he's been all right. I mean, he scored goals, but he just doesn't get enough. Yeah, I suppose. And also, look, the pressures of being a striker in the Premier League, you know, they're, 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 they're massive. They're massive. And, and if you're not getting hat-tricks every weekend, you're failing. And especially if you're at, the, at one of the top clubs, the higher-end clubs. If you're in the bottom, you know, and, and maybe the smaller clubs, you could get away with not scoring every game or, or you know, go, go through a goal drought. But not in the Premier League at a top club. Yeah. You know, the, all the cameras are on you, everyone's on you. You've got to be scoring game in, game out. Well, speaking of which, Harry Kane is missing from Spurs for until oh, March. Know. Ankle ligaments. Now... That leaves a huge hole for Spurs. And, of course, we've got uh, Huming Song, who's off to the Asia Cup. He's gone for a month. There's their two top goal scorers for Spurs. And it leaves huge question marks as to where they will finish the season. I think this, that's going to break Spurs down. Eh? They're going to probably end up you know, finishing outside the Champions League space because of those key players being out. 
uh, especially Harry Kane. I mean, he gets like he's got 30% of their goals this season, and with him gone, um, you know, Spurs will fall away drastically. I believe. I, I, I think they've got a good striker in Florente, but he hasn't played that much to be able to pick up from where Harry Kane's leaving uh, in his left off. The risk, like that Spurs, you know, they took by not signing players in, in at the beginning of the season. You know, they've got a new stadium and all of that expense, so they couldn't tap into the transfer market. And it's a big gamble, and it doesn't look like it's paid off. Well, let's hear now from Richard Pochettino talking about Spurs and, and how the Harry Kane injury will affect the rest of their transfer window. This audio, courtesy of Sky Sports. No, no, it didn't change. Uh, all that happened uh, with Harry or Sonny, we knew that he's going to be involved a few weeks uh, in the Asian Cup. And uh, we we were always open to to improve with Harry in condition or not, um, but in the same time we know very well that it's going to be tough and difficult to to add um, the player that we want and improve um, player to help us uh, to finish the season. Um, and I I think um, that didn't didn't change our mind. Um, um, I think it's a very good opportunity for players to maybe to play more, to step up. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a good opportunity uh, for younger uh, through the academy to, to show the, um, the quality. Basically, they're going to be looking at, at possibly signing in January and also that they're relying on some of the academy players to come through, the younger players. So it's not that they're lacking in manpower, but they might just be lacking in experienced quality. Yeah, they're definitely lacking, but maybe for, uh, a bonus for them is that their fixtures between now and when possibly Harry Kane might be fit are not that daunting. I mean, they've only got the likes of Fulham, Watford, they play your boys. Yeah, so we're glad Harry's missing. I think their biggest fixture between now and February, end of February, is Chelsea. So, you know, it might just, they might scrape through and just, you know, scrape a couple of results to stay in that spot. But I honestly believe they'll they'll fall away because of what, unless they go and sign a really really big striker. I can't see it happening. It's been a quiet transfer window though. I mean, if you think about it, until today, the Higuain story to Chelsea on loan, Morata going to, back to Spain. Generally, it's been a quiet transfer window. And January tends to sort of be quiet, and then towards the end it really heats up i think the sky sports arranges for it that way they don't announce it early let's build up towards transfer deadline day you know make it exciting for us i think managers are are hating on that they just want to get business done including a cupboard in the northeast of england i suppose also it's you know the smaller clubs in the premier league make signings i mean i see fulham have signed ryan babel oh yeah Uh, there are a couple uh well we know jermaine defoe your favorite man's gone to scotland um Dominic Solanke has gone to Bournemouth and that might be good for his career. Yeah, just to revive it there. But I mean, the club that needs signings the most is your boys, eh? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's totally messy now, eh? No, it is, it is. And, and I think um, someone was asking me if, if if I think that Newcastle beat the drop. And, I, and I'd and i still think that they will, but I think what's going to happen is this takeover is not going to happen. Ashley's still going to be in charge and Rafa Benitez is going to walk away at the end of the season when his contract's up. So if Peter Kenyon and uh, the other investors don't uh, manage to twist Ashley's arm, I'm afraid Newcastle will be struggling. There's no doubt. We're in the bottom three at the moment. Next up is Cardiff. It's a huge game. At St. James's Park, where we've been woeful, 
it's a it's a six pointer because it it really is uh, a team that we have to put away. And as Benitez has said, if we don't get points against our fellow relegation strugglers, we will not be in the Premier League next season. And that's just a horrible thought. I don't blame you. Really. I mean, it, it has been dire. I mean, worst case scenario is you know they get relegated, Rafa Benitez leaves, and then you've got no nobody to buy the club because who's going to want to buy a championship team? doesn't come with a good manager that could bring them back up. It's a scary thought and uh, also, you know, I suppose from from the lot that could be relegated, I think Newcastle might just scrape past. You know, you've got Cardiff, Southampton are sort of finding their form again and, you know, Huddersfield recently got rid of their manager. Yeah. So, unless they get Fireman Sam, you know, Newcastle could be heading down uh, you know, into the championship. It's literally pay to stay and play you know what i mean if you if you don't pay you're you're not going to stay and play in the premier league it's just simple i sort of wonder why they didn't go for newcastle didn't go for um jermaine defoe i mean he's got experience he gets goals he could be the catalyst that he needed yeah i think rafa's uh, priorities remain a left back and two wingers and i think that's what what he's looking at providing rondon with service but to get back to your other point, and, and this is a dark hole we might find ourselves going down, all you have to do is be better than three other teams. And at this stage, I have question marks around Huddersfield, um, I think Fulham, and if Cardiff can can keep that uh, on-loan midfielder, what's his name? I think it's Camarasa or something like that, who's scoring great goals for them. They, yeah. they might be in with a shot, but I think... They could be the, the three teams that, that uh, really struggle and, and uh, go down. But this is the Premier League. We've got, what, 15 games to go? 16 games to go? Somewhere around there? Anything can still happen. Anything can still happen. Uh, and and to, be, uh, to be fair to Newcastle, from the teams you mentioned, they've got the sort of the better goal difference. You know, the others are closer to 30, and Newcastle is on a minus 15 goal difference. So that could also play a part, you know. Yeah, and I, and I think that's why Rafa Benitez has got so much stick is because of his defensive counterattack tactics is to keep that goal difference and to make it difficult for these these other clubs with free flowing football. So he he gets his criticism, but he's done a miracle job with the resources he's got. Because let's be honest, if you look at those FA Cup games against Blackburn, Blackburn's a Championship squad, Newcastle pretty much a Championship squad, and we've got injuries. So he's done a, a phenomenal job. But it will be, it, this relegation battle is probably going to go down to the last day of the season. And, and you don't want to be having to worry about the last day of the season. I've been there before. It's terrible. And I don't wish it upon anyone. But Yeah, it's not ideal. Uh, I mean, to be in there on the last day, not know if you're going to survive. The pressure is just horrible. Incredible. Horrible. And, and it's a, from a fan's point of view. Can you imagine the players? But anyway, you, 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 you're depressing me. Let's talk fantasy. Yeah, well, well, that's it. Let's let's um, let's quickly touch on. Oh no, Harry Kane obviously has been shipped out. Son's been shipped out. Who do you get in? Well, look, a lot of people have gone for Rashford because he's being favourable to Lukaku at the moment. I don't blame them. He's getting goals, so he's an option. Um, you know, Firmino has come up a few times. I suppose if you wanted to get rid of Harry Kane in a midfielder and then maybe bring in Salah because the price of Harry Kane is quite expensive, yeah. you could get away with that. You could down Kane, bring in Salah and just go with a cheaper striker. Um, that could work also. It might not be a bad idea to play your um, you play your free hit 
to test. And then your squad goes back. And then your squad goes back. And then you've got the wild card now. The, the, the section, second option of the wild card. So I think be clever. But looking at it, as you say, I think Mo Salah will continue to get goals. Firmino will get goals. Jesus will get goals. You've got a, you've got a box clever here. And think clever about who you put up front. And don't waste your time with, with, um, with defenders unless they are involved in the set pieces. So your Doherty from Wolves, your Halabas from Watford, you know, Alonso, Louise. You know, you've got to be very clever. You, if you want the firepower at the, at the top, then you're going to suffer at the back. So you've got to be very clever how you go about it. Yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to get rid of Kane and I'm going with Rashford. I'll just jump on the bandwagon and go with Rashford. The United fixtures are a bit kinder. So he could be getting goals. Yeah, it will be interesting. Uh, just before we wrap up, um, Petacek announcing that uh, after, I think, 15 years in the Premier League, he's retiring at the end of the season. What a player he's been. Yeah, he's been a, a great uh, you know, player over the years. He's, it is, I, I don't think he needed to retire. I think he could still play a couple of more seasons, but perhaps he feels that he's done enough and all he can. Uh, I just hope he, he doesn't get to go out on a bang and, you know, end up beating United in the FA Cup. <laughs> we'll see what happens but I, I think you know um, a loyal servant to, to the Premier League and a guy who is a, is a proper legend uh, but his career definitely took a turn when, when were, he got that head injury against Reading I think that was where he kind of lost a little bit of confidence and um, you can't really blame the guy I mean he had a, a fractured skull uh, but still it's incredible servant he looked, like, he looked like a genuine guy the type of guy that would buy you a drink in a party yeah a good bloke a good bloke all right, quickly looking at this weekend, Mo, your your pick of the matches and your predictions. Ah, oh, the easy man. That's the Arsenal uh, Chelsea game. Eh? Um, look, I, I'm I'm banking on Chelsea to get a result, but I think Arsenal will, at home might be a bit more um, difficult to beat. So I think I'll go for a score draw. I think so. I think Unai Emery is also under a bit of pressure um, to get things right. Because it hasn't been plain sailing after their great start. It's been a bit wobbly. So we'll have to wait and see. But my potential Banaskin result or game this weekend is going to be the Liverpool Palace match. Oh, your Palace have a way of doing that, don't they? So it'll be interesting because Huddis, I think it's Huddersfield playing City and Fulham playing uh, Spurs. So yeah, those the, the, you've got to think City will get all three. Um and Liverpool might slip up, which will be very interesting to see if that happens. Well, we're going to leave it there. It's been a good chat. It's been a nice long chat. Uh, apologies for the delay, but we're back in the mix. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Football2plus3. The Ginger's Perspective is on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on the Ginger's Facebook page. So feel free to engage there. And if you've missed an episode, uh, you'll get it there. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. There you have it. Thanks very much for listening. Enjoy the football this weekend. And remember, change Harry Kane now. Otherwise, you will regret it. And uh, be clever with who you pick. Maybe Rashford's the man. Who knows? We'll wait and see. Thanks for listening. And now he's back in the Premier League. Newcastle fans are all intrigued. And he's still used to it. We've had no cash. We're barely surprised. Not the first time that Mike Ashley's lied. So he searched and he searched for a deal that would work and improve our Newcastle side. 
So Rafa brought in Rondon, did a deal with West Brom, get yourself a goal, son. Rafa's brought in Rondon, done a deal with West Brom, get yourself a goal, son.